Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special edition crossover collaboration episode of Believe in UCLA and Believe in UCLA Football. My name is Sam Conan. I'm joined here by James Williams, and we're going to talk some uh, surprising news came out of nowhere yeah. <laughs> today from, from my perspective. I don't know about you, James, but UCLA and USC are reportedly leaving the Pac-12 and plan to join the Big Ten as soon as 2024. Mm-hmm. So that came from John Wilner reporting uh, late Thursday morning, and a lot of people have confirmed that. There are other reports coming out about how or why or when or everything that's going on. But yeah, this is crazy, James. Absolutely crazy. Um, yeah. First of all, Sam, great to see you again. It's been a little, <laughs> it's been a little while. Um, yep, you know, good to I, see you too. I, I, I woke up fully expecting to be in full NBA free agency basketball mode and um, seeing what's going on. Obviously um, UCLA alum, uh, Russell Westbrook was someone I was keeping an eye on. Obviously looks like he's staying with the Lakers, but um, yeah, wasn't uh, expecting to wake up to any sort of UCLA football or basketball movement, um, especially conference wise. But here we are. And uh, so that's what I woke up to this morning. And good morning to you, Sam. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty shocking. Uh, I, I I think it's kind of interesting because this is what maybe the replacement in a way for Oklahoma, Texas um, mm-hmm. and in a. Again, maybe Lincoln Riley's back at home in his conference, right? Because the conference he just left from. But um, or they're going Big Ten instead of Big Twelve, or Big Ten instead yeah, of Big yeah, Twelve. Yeah. But yeah, but he's yeah he's going back. I don't know. Mid, I don't Midwest know. And everything. He's going to the back to the. He's going back to the Midwest. There's all these conferences. Heck, by 2024, like I don't know what these conferences will look like. I don't know who will be in it. And 
I think that's the confusing part, right? It's like, we weren't really expecting USC, UCLA. And what does this mean for the Pac-12? Who else might be going? Um, I've already listened to a little bit of other some other radio shows and different things. And people are talking about, will it be um, Washington and Oregon? Will it be the Arizona schools? Will it be Cal and Stanford? And maybe that way you have four California teams um, in that Big Ten conference. And then you got those. Um, maybe you're going to guarantee everybody in the conference at least one California game on the schedule every year, something along those lines, right? So, so many different possibilities that can happen. Um, and again, I don't know what this looks like for the big, for the Pac-12, and I'm very excited for Pac-12 Media Day. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online, where the game starts. Oh yeah, and uh, that's just just let, under a month away, and we're we're getting our credentials now and everything. Yeah, they just put out that. they just put out for that, right? <laughs> and yeah, I'll I'll see you there, and uh, I'm mm-hmm. definitely interested to hear what uh, George yeah. Klefkoff, the new commissioner who started what a a year it ago was tomorrow. Like, yes, like <laughs> oh, we're almost exactly to a year, and I remember you know there was a lot of promising words and talk and and a, a lot of good stuff at the time right of, of what the future was going to be and where where did where is the lions stand now what what's you know everything that's been going on like where i don't even know like that's a whole other hour that could be spent on this but it's just just crazy of a reaction when you first heard about this sam um and you see it come across your phone are you are you in shock? Do you don't do you not believe it? What what are your initial thoughts when you kind of hear it? It was it was funny because it kind of took me back to last summer when Texas and Oklahoma left the Big Twelve right. for the SEC, and then, and then yeah. it, that kind of that was obviously a huge deal. And then maybe a few days later, there's all the talk about the realignment mm-hmm. and did the Pac-12 and Big Twelve merge, or does the Pac-12 poach teams, and how is it going to be a Power Four? And then there were a few little things about. Do you, does UCLA and, and Oregon, USC, do those schools maybe right. try to go to the Big Ten? And it was kind of laughed off. And now here we are but, 11 months later. And, and it, it's it's real. <laughs> so that was the first it, thing that popped in my head. Like, that seemed so fake. And now all these people are it did. and it seems imminent. It's crazy. So, again, I, I do the UCLA, uh, Believe in UCLA football podcast with former linebacker Josh Woods. And I remember, I think I reached out on Twitter for questions hey guys send me questions or something like that like two weeks ago and i think this is one of the questions like (laughs) oh ucla is going to be switching conferences i'll have to go back and see if it was pac 12 or big 12 or big 10 and i'm just like i kind of half ignored it because i'm like there's no way they're leaving the pac 12 that would be insane why would they you know they're they have that whole map figured out they've been in that conference for however long now there's no way they're ever going to split from that, right? Well, here we are. Um, and just kind of look at it, right? Who else is in the Big Ten? You have like Rutgers you got, you got and Michigan stuff, right? Michigan and Michigan State, Ohio State, 
uh, Illinois, Indiana, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Iowa. Um, who who else do you have? Uh, Rutgers, Purdue? Maryland, um, Purdue, Penn State. Um, I'm probably going to be leave, leaving one be, or two off there, but it, it's going to be stacked. like a coast to coast kind of deal right like well yeah people were sharing the the picture of the map this is this is the new Ooh, big i haven't even seen the map it's all the yeah. the midwest plus like rutgers mm-hmm. and maryland rutgers and right Penn and state then, is like a little yeah. mid-atlantic but it's mostly mm-hmm. midwest and then you got all the way over here like 1800 yeah. miles away you got ucla mm-hmm. and usc <laughs> but i think that's what i think that's what that's why the idea is gonna like the talk's gonna have like that can't be it for the west coast like there has to be more like there's no way there I don't can know. be. Right? I, I think they're if you're the big 10 and, and you have a, a media deal, your media rights are up for negotiation. I think yeah. their deal runs out next year. Okay. I think they were really just, I mean, from what I've seen, there are a few reports that it's, it's hard to keep them all straight, like Nicole Auerbach and Pete Tamil and John Wilner, mm-hmm. so many people breaking news on this kind of stuff. It's hard to keep track of who broke what, but I did see something that, uh, that USC kind of started this, brought UCLA along with them, and they went they to did. the and they went to the Big Ten about this, and the, the Big Ten, the the, the big wigs over there, are like, uh, yes, please, thank you, yeah, that works for right. us. Sign us um, up, <laughs> yeah. So I I don't I think because the who knows where their media deal goes in the future, but they're obvious the Big Ten and Fox are obviously very close. Uh, they have a deal. Fox yeah. owns part of the Big Ten network. And Fox is based in LA and has a lot of strong UCA right. USC ties UC, and is yeah. right cl- right there next to UCLA in terms of where mm-hmm. their studio is and everything. So I think just that getting that LA market under their belt, um, whether you're Fox who wants it as part of next media deal or your Big Ten who wants it to jack the price for next media deal. Right. I I mean this could be a billion dollar deal for however many years for for the Big Ten, and I think that getting the LA market completely rounded out getting both LA teams is a big part of that mm-hmm. for them. And, and I mean, it, it's, it's almost always about money where, so if you're UCLA, oh, it's, uh, yeah. yeah, you join the big 10, you get more money. Cause I think the payout for big 10 schools last year was somewhere in the mid 40 millions per school versus yeah. fiscal year, 2021, the PAC 12, it was like 19 million. So, oh, I remember seeing those numbers. It was like, yeah, yeah it, it, it was it's crazy. It was, so, yeah. so UCLA is getting more money that way. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're they're getting more money in the media deal. They're getting yeah. more eyeballs, more people from the Midwest and East Coast going to watch their games, football, men's basketball, whatever, and getting the money and the eyeballs mm-hmm. and you build your brand to more of a national level, maybe where it used to be yeah. in the past. And mm-hmm. all of that, you win more when you do that. But yeah, money and eyeballs don't really ever hurt <laughs> when you're trying to build an athletic oh. department. No, not at all. And and again, though, so a few things too that come to mind for me is like you talk about brand, right? Like, yeah, you know, obviously UCLA has the Jordan deal or the Jordan brand and Nike coming along. That was a big thing for them. And a lot of people, a lot of fans were excited about that kind of stuff. Maybe in some ways they got reinvested. You know, what does this do for recruiting? Knowing you're going to be going up against teams potentially like a Michigan in Ohio State, for example. Right. Like if you know that's going to happen. And then again, you talk about money and you talk about assuming they're playing in the Rose bowl in 2024. I I've covered some of the last, the last three or four Rose bowl games, other than the one that was moved to Texas or whatever. Um, and I think Ohio state was in two of those and Ohio state shows out. 
And that's yeah. with what, like a month notice of like, hey, you're in the Rose Bowl. Everyone to plan, plan accordingly. If you tell them a year in advance, hey, you have a game in California, in Pasadena or in L.A. It's, it might look like the LSU situation where it was more LSU fans in the stands or whatever. But um, I think like Ohio State, Michigan, those teams will show out and. I would love, love, love to see what the attendance number at the Rose Bowl will look like with some of these schools coming in. Now, again, maybe it, it might not be the the Band-Aid for everything, but it'd be a good place to start, I would think. And again, especially for recruiting, right? What do you think this does for, for recruiting? Yeah, I, I think uh, I'll start on basketball for a second because Mick Cronin mm-hmm. and his staff have been pretty heavily recruiting the the Midwest and Mid-Atlantic more than you would assume from mm-hmm. UCLA basketball, who you look at where they're situated and how they yeah. recruited in the past. And you think they go so heavy on, on Southern California and they, they still are mm-hmm. to an extent. Um, but there, there are so many offers to guys from New Jersey and Ohio and, uh, and New York and because that's where Mick Cronin's from, that's where Darren Savino yeah. is assistant coaches from. That's where they're comfortable mm-hmm. with. That's where they coached in Cincinnati and Murray State and Louisville and, and that region of the country. They are, are still keeping their recruiting ties strong there. Mm-hmm. And then if you're playing, I don't know, 80 or some, some big percentage of your games yeah. in any given season in that region. You can meet recruit with recruits. You can bring them to games. You can win on the road at Indiana yeah. or something and, and mm-hmm. make some noise that way. The, I'm, Mick Cronin being a, a Midwest guy from Cincinnati, not that Cincinnati is in the Big Ten or anything, but right, right. I, I think he has got to absolutely love this because he's going to mm-hmm. be playing those those historic, like nitty-gritty, <laughs> like blue-collar Big Ten teams. And he – people said it from the, the second that he got out West is that he didn't really have that West coast personality. He didn't really mm-hmm. seem to fit the pack 12, uh, but, mm-hmm. but he's made it work and, and he's done, done he's well on the court. Done pretty well for himself. Yeah. Yeah. But I think for him, he's going to be psyched to, to get back in, in that area of the country. Um, but that, that'll definitely be big for recruiting and just the, the happiness of the coaching staff, but oh, on, sure. on the football side of things, looking at how Chip Kelly's run things and, and who knows how, how long he's here for, but just as, as a whole, yeah. what does that do for <laughs> recruiting on the football side for you, James? Well, I mean, too. So when I look at the different tweets, right. And where's Jerry Neuheisel this week, where's chip this week, Sam, you could tell me if I'm wrong. Cause we probably follow all the same accounts and different things. Mm-hmm. I feel like they never go past the state of Arizona. Nope. <laughs> it, it seems like they never go past the state of Arizona. You got a whatever, hard right? line in Vegas. Yes, as far as right. I know. <laughs> right. And I'm like, and I always just wonder, cause people are like, what about recruiting? And just in general, right. For, for chip. But um, it just makes you wonder like, where, where is um, that line? Right. Where are they going with this? Yeah. I, I think it, it might be as long as chip Kelly is there, this move might be detrimental to football recruiting because now you have Ohio state and Michigan who had been getting better at uh, recruiting on the West mm-hmm. coast. Now they're coming every year. So they don't have to make a Rose bowl to show up in LA and they're mm-hmm. going to put, they're going to start putting out feelers and getting connections with modern day and St. John Bosco mm-hmm. and on these schools that USC and UCLA pull from so often. Um, so if you're USC, 
that's fine. You can chip away from some of their recruiting in the Midwest because you're going out there. But yep. if you're UCLA under this this current regime, that doesn't really seem to want to recruit from anywhere other than the West. <laughs> it's not it's not helping you, and it's helping the other teams. So it might set mm-hmm. you back a little bit as long as that staff is in place. Well, I mean, too. I mean, maybe it gets you out there. Maybe it gives you the kick in the butt that you need to like. Yeah, maybe. To kind of go. Yeah, maybe. That's a big maybe. But, you know, you, n- you never know. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Again, it's not like Chip Kelly hasn't ever been on the East Coast before. Right? Like he coached the Philadelphia Eagles and stuff like it. He knows some stuff out there. And, and with some of his assistant coaches, sure. Like I'm they're They're pretty familiar with the area out there. You know, people always say academics, academics. That's one of the things I always talk about with Josh Woods is like, you know, academics play a big part. Chip Kelly always talks about that. And he's looking for high character guys. Chip. There are high character guys past Vegas, you know, so we'll, we'll see if, if, if the high character guys, um, if, if that brand will, will be extended and looked uh, a little bit harder out in, into the Midwest and beyond. But it, it should it should be exciting. Um, we haven't gotten an official comment yet from any of those schools. Um, for, and, and by that, I mean, USC and UCLA. And maybe they weren't expecting to have to make a statement so soon. But yeah, I, one, one thing that stood out to me looking at John Wilner's um, initial report was we'd, um, if unless it's changed, it, one of the lines in it, and and I'm reading it, I work for the Orange County Register, John Wilner's stuff is published in the Orange County Register as well, so I'm reading this on um, ocregister.com. Um, a line in there says, it is not known whether the schools are joining the Big Ten in all sports or only in football or just in football and in men's basketball. So there's still some stuff, at least just from this um, initial report that I read from John Wilner. Um, I'm, I'm sure, you know, you said others have probably confirmed and said. Yeah, this I think there was one that was along those lines or uh, <laughs> it, it it clarified from from uh, Ryan Carty uh, from okay. the L.A. Times. Yeah, L.A. Times. Um, mm-hmm. Where was it? He'd said something. There we go. Sources confirmed the L.A. Times that USC and UCLA are negotiating to join the Big Ten. Uh, Wilner was first. Sources tell LA Times that USC was impetus. Uh, the move is believed to include all sports except for beach volleyball. So that's according to, to the LA Times. Dang it. So, <laughs> and and, the, so and the, that, the beach volleyball crowd is bit. upset. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, maybe maybe they're happy. Uh, who knows? Maybe. Like I, said, yeah, right, I, I, don't, right. I don't know if there are many beaches in the Big Ten that's country. That's uh, true, right. But. Um, yeah, there are definitely a lot of different aspects to, to mm-hmm. look at when just kind of trying to break down this news. Uh, James, you talk about someone like an Ohio State coming out here and traveling well. Mm-hmm. What, I don't know, what matchups um, for, let, let's go with football because I feel like you only get one matchup yeah. a week. Those are the, right, the highest right. profile. What matchup are you looking forward to to seeing UCLA play on a consistent basis, whether they're like, oh, it's at Iowa or they're hosting Michigan or anything mm-hmm. like that? Well, well, for me, of course, getting Ohio State back here in the Rose Bowl. And again, just some of the local guys that are here. Um, CJ Shroud is a quarterback for um, Ohio State. Not saying that he will be in 2024. I mean, he, he may be in the NFL by then, but he's a local mm-hmm. kid, a guy covered in high school at Rancho Cucamonga. So seeing some of the guys that are, you know, and you normally when I'm covering the Rose Bowl, I'm always looking for the local guys. So you have Bosco guys, modern day guys, a lot of that local talent 
they're going to be excited to come back home and play. Or heck, again, maybe this changes with recruiting. Maybe you get some of these guys staying home to compete against some of these powerhouses. But I'm excited to see how an Ohio State does. And, and again, maybe how long it takes for a team like UCLA to be competitive with a team like Ohio State. Again, getting Michigan, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh used to coach in the Pac-12 um, when he was with Stanford. And, you know, he and just seeing how he does, I, I, having him in the pack, not in the Pac-12, but against the former Pac-12 teams, I think it would, would be pretty interesting um, to see. So th- th- those are just the big ones. Obviously, those are the bigger schools. Those stick out to me. But again, too, like if I'm just looking at for what it is based on this season, obviously, these the teams from this season are matching up. But a team like in Iowa, who's like, you know, very good with um, just their style play and they know what they're doing and sometimes they don't make whole lot of uh you know they're not doing glitz and glamour and it's not like cute football but it's just hard nose like this is iowa football against a team like ucla imagine how they would do against a dtr that would be kind of an interesting matchup i'd be excited about um so those are just some of the things that stand up for me in terms of matchups but um yeah yeah, yeah I, I think big uh, too right yeah i think what's interesting too is i mean you were talking about like cj stroud coming back mm-hmm. to la and uh just how that may going back to recruiting for a second there might be guys who from from southern california who have been recruited by big 10 programs who mm-hmm. are a little afraid oh i don't know if i want to leave home uh but now if they hear mm-hmm. oh i get to come home to la twice a year then yeah. they're they're mm-hmm. a little more uh a little more into it so obviously yeah. cj stroud went anyways but if there's mm-hmm. any quarterbacks who He's like, well, I can be the starting quarterback at a Pac-12 program, be kind of close to home, or I can get on this bigger stage in the Big Ten and win national championships. Where do I want to go? I don't want to leave mm-hmm. home. I, and, and now they get to come home anyway. So there will definitely be a lot of fun homecoming stories because the, the Ohio States and Michigans and Penn States, uh, they do have their uh, bit of a recruiting pull in Southern California already. Right. I, I do think that that's what I'm really excited for is mm-hmm. Penn State. UCLA going to Penn State. I don't Penn know State, if Penn yeah. State would, would have their their official whiteout game for when right. UCLA comes. They'd probably save that mm-hmm. for one of their rivals or yeah. another local team or something. But I would love to see that. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. I've heard <laughs> about it. I've heard nothing but good things about the whiteout and stuff. Yeah. It's how many times does UCLA have to play in just a, a, an awful, horrible, hostile environment? <laughs> Almost right. never. Because you look at right. Like uh, Washington's attendance has been fine recently. Oregon, mm-hmm. when they're at their height, will will be loud, and Austin's obviously a, a great stadium. Um, but the Rose Bowl isn't getting full anymore. The Coliseum's not yeah. getting full anymore. Arizona, Arizona State, Stanford, Cal, all these places with kind of middling attendance. Utah is a tough place to play because uh, mm-hmm. of the the location and the fans. Right. And I think but, they have like some sold out record for how yeah. many years now yeah but but you look at utah's environment versus a penn Mm. state or ohio state or michigan (laughs) or even like an sec school like alabama Mm -hmm. or auburn or tennessee and all all that kind of stuff there's definitely more of a uh put your head down and root for your team consistent tradition to big 10 where pac-12 i don't want to say that the fans are fair weather because there are pac-12 fans who are fans through Mm -hmm. and through but you do kind of notice when UCLA and USC have been down these past four years, it's Oof. not a coincidence that they're barely getting 50% capacity at their stadiums. It, 
It's these big 10 yeah. schools are different. Yeah. Like they, they can be down in Michigan. They could be, be down, down. down. They're yeah. still packing yeah. the big house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, again, I like, I'm getting right. As you were talking about that, I was getting flashbacks of the USC UCLA game um, where USC was down right by that point in the season. But it, you look around the Coliseum from the press box, and you're like, it, they can have given these some of these seats away for free and filled this place up. But yeah, um, like, so it's exciting too, in a way, like, into just like the last five minutes, I some thoughts I'm just going to rattle out that come to mind. Like, yeah. oh, remember how big of a deal Oregon, Ohio State was at the beginning of the year? Like, again, maybe they do make a push for Oregon. But again, like just the excitement of Pac-12 teams. It, imagine what a USC and a um, Ohio State, what kind of buildup there will be for that. And it might take a little while before UCLA gets into that mix. But then I also think about – um you know, what does it mean for the Rose Bowl? Like, well, first of all, what does it happen? What does it mean for the Pac-12? How much longer is the Pac-12 going to survive? What What is the Pac-12 going to look like in terms of, you know, we normally get, what, a Pac-12 team and a Big Ten team in the in the Rose Bowl game? Yeah. If it's not USC representing the Pac-12, then it would just, I mean, one, it would just be Oregon again. But is that just going to be an easy end for Oregon into the Rose Bowl every year at this point? Maybe Washington steps up a little bit, but. And then who 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 do they get to replace these teams? Are they are they going to call Boise State and um, San Diego State, or where do they go? How do how do they keep the Pac-12 conference alive if they keep the Pac-12 conference alive? Yeah, that's the interesting thing because you you look at last summer when Oklahoma and Texas left for the SEC. Mm-hmm. When those moves were made, it was pretty clear that none of the remaining Big Twelve schools were also going to go to the SEC. So then yeah. the discussion was is the big big 12 going to stay the same or are the schools going to go their separate ways? Mm-hmm. I, I think that we will reach that point in the conversation with the PAC 12 eventually, but f- the first step will be, well, is Oregon going to try to go to the big 10 is mm-hmm. Washington going to try to go Cal Stanford. Are they going to try to go to the big 10? Um, mm-hmm. Which is a different situation. You didn't really hear too many people about Texas tech and Oklahoma state and TCU trying yeah. to go to the sec. Um, but, and then once you get past that, uh, if Oregon and, and Washington decide to go or are able to go or are voted in at that point, you have eight schools in the big, in the PAC 12. Do you mm-hmm. add, or do you basically just poach the biggest players in the mountain West? Uh, I, Damn, I pretty because much. you're, you kind of, cause the big 12 had the, they, like I said, they weren't losing anyone else to the sec. They mm-hmm. just had to protect from other conferences and then they can build back up. They added, BYU and Cincinnati and UCF Um, Mm -hmm. is the PAC 12 going to do that? If they get gutted and lose Stanford, Cal, Washington, and Oregon after this, uh, why wouldn't, yeah, maybe if you lose Oregon and Washington, oof. Yeah. Maybe the Arizona's go to the big 12. Mm -hmm. At at that point, if you lose more than you've already lost as a PAC 12, I think it might get dissolved. You have to keep what you have, and then worry about poaching other teams from the Mountain right. West and, and wherever. Because if you That's get ahead true. of yourself then and, and you focus too much on bringing in Boise State and San Diego State, mm. then Oregon and Washington behind the scenes are going to be planning to how they're going to jump yeah. to the Big Ten. It's like, yeah, you're trying, to, you're trying to hurdle all your cattle and stuff and keep them all together, but you're also looking at new cattle, right, and, and new, new people to bring in. But then you're, 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 letting, uh, you're not paying too close attention to what may be leaving through the gate. And, again, I feel like, Maybe we didn't see this with Oklahoma, Texas, and maybe because the bleeding stopped right after, and it was just those two, and because 
you, there's not a whole lot of teams that are willing to maybe jump into the SEC just because of how cutthroat it is. But with the Pac-12, like, I feel like this move, one, I think one of the biggest things for me is maybe maybe this is more of a USC thing, but I think it speaks highly of where maybe UCLA is looked at or looked upon, right? Like as a big market team, as a team that has the potential to be great just for, for the value of everybody, right? And if the Pac-12 loses that, especially like the basketball program for UCLA, for example, like how do they fill that void? And again, maybe San Diego State and Boise State and teams like that could be the answer. But if you lose another two more teams or something like that, like I feel like this has the potential to ruin and dissolve a conference, whether that whether it becomes the Mountain West or, or whatever, the, whatever conference it may be, because you're having to restock the big the Pac-12, you restock mm-hmm. the Pac-12, but you're you're still going to end up eating through another conference. And maybe that other conference is able to, to rebuild with some other teams. But everybody reshuffles and one, you know, and there's always. Yeah, the, it's it's not unprecedented yeah. because that mm-hmm. happened at the Big East back in the, that yep. that realignment 10 years ago when mm-hmm. when all those teams were uh, whoever was in it was Cincinnati or West Virginia. Or, uh, and then mm-hmm. you had like like UConn. I would say UConn. Yeah. And uh, that the Big East in football doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah. And yeah, there's still a thing in basketball. Maybe that could happen with the Pac-12 good it who knows except that that's the that's the weird thing it's not like all the schools who are left are basketball schools like oregon is yeah. a football school washington's a football school uh honestly probably the only school that is a basketball first school that's left is arizona mm-hmm. and, and i mean is arizona just going to be the new gonzaga <laughs> they're just going to yeah. dominate yeah. A, a not so good men's basketball conference mm-hmm. Who knows? There, there are so many dominoes to fall. But uh, I just want to bring up another uh, tweet from Wilner uh, okay. that, that I just saw from 10 minutes ago. It says, source, USC, UCLA could top $100 million annually in media rights in the Big Ten. So I don't know if that's each or combined, but uh, that's a lot more than they were getting from, uh, a, from the Pac-12 network. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, no, That's oh, the thing, because sure. not only are, are they probably going to uh, have some partnership with with Fox or ESPN or however the, the mm-hmm. Big Ten works out this next media deal, but so it's not like they're going from a normal media deal with the Pac-12 to a bigger normal media deal with the, with the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. They're going to be going from the worst media deal ever with the just god awful Pac-12 network. No yeah. offense to anyone who works there; it's not a talent thing. It's, no, no, it's, it's got it's availability, no. <laughs> it's production. It's, yeah, and it's right. Just, all that they have good folks weird behind there. the scenes. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going from that just awful, small, tiny situation to an absolute mega deal. Yeah, so, no, for sure. Yeah, there were reports that this was mostly a financially uh, guided driven. decision. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was very, very financially driven. And it makes sense when you look at that $100 million number. If they were making $19 million yeah. from the full conference payout annually. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to be making, I mean, depending on how you interpret this, either $50 or $100 million annually. That's that's not bad. How can you say no to that? that that's the thing. You, yeah, you can't. It's crazy. You can't <laughs> say no. But it, I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious though, because we say you can't say no to that. Mm-hmm. But at some point, this had to have been sparked apparently by USC. But UCLA mm-hmm. obviously had a part to play in all of this. Um, credit to Martin Jarmond for for yeah. being able to pull the trigger on this and. 
apparently there's going to be an announcement coming today or tomorrow, depending on whose sources you're, you're hearing from, mm-hmm. but it, it looks like it's, it's a done deal. And Martin Jarman got it to that finish line. A lot of people were, were kind of falling off, off the, the Martin they, Jarman train. They, a little bit. they were. And I thought that was crazy. <laughs> I had people, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know about Martin. And I'm like, wait, what, what about Martin? Like what's wrong I, I with I think Martin? a lot of it had to do with, with people who weren't happy about the Chip Kelly extension, which when you compare to yeah. this situation is such small potatoes yeah, uh, like right. pseudo maybe kind of two year extension that mm-hmm. reads as four, but they really only added three right. years and there's no buyout after the first two. So it's a, mm-hmm. a small two year extension that cuts his buyout in half, just playing it safe. And takes him into that. And that's into it, that 2024 season, right? Like, yeah. I mean, so, so people were getting on, on Jarman for this move that mm-hmm. is apparently going to be financially inconsequential. does not matter. UCLA has yeah, been yeah, in debt yeah. for three years now. Their athletic department has it, exactly. They've been in the red, right? Now. That yes. that is yes. gone. I, I know Wilner's mm-hmm. run a lot of numbers on that recently and over yeah. the past few years, and yes, there are a lot of problems. And just the fact that UCLA is is pulling the trigger on this, and that Martin Jarman went to Gene Block or whoever to to mm-hmm. convince them to make this move. Shows I don't that, think there was a whole lot of convincing, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think he just uh, showed, showed them the, the napkin with the math on it yes, right. uh, and said, mm, you like, but uh-huh, yeah, maybe, right. maybe that's a, the fact that the athletic department was willing to make this move that, that pulled the trigger on this move, saw the, the big dollar signs and made the move. Maybe it's a sign that the, the values are changing, that they're ready to move into the future because mm-hmm. look at how they allocated money and, 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 stuff about high interest loans to their own athletic department that was kind of um just it was hurting their own athletic department (laughs) yeah and maybe this is a sign that that's going to change maybe they're going to be more modern with how they spend money in athletics whether that's in nil or with facilities or with loans or getting out of debt there's a Mm. lot of financial nitty-gritty stuff that will definitely get broken down as this becomes official oh yeah it it definitely seems like a a change of pace for this ucla administration oh for sure and again like that's why it kind of boggled my mind when people are like oh i don't know they started sour on martin jarman i'm like he brought you a nike deal he brought you know they things are turning around i mean no he didn't bring in mick cronin or chip kelly but those teams are starting to look up if there's any two teams on that campus you need to start looking up it's those two teams you know, he guided them through the pandemic. And I thought for me, that was a big thing with him and Chip. It's like, I think Chip stays because one, their first year together and how they went about building a relationship and a working relationship was based on how they were going to make navigate through the pandemic. And so I thought they were close. Um, and, and I thought that was that was going to be in favor of Chip for keeping him to stay. Again, I'm kind of curious. Let's say he does only stay for the next two years and they get to 2024 you don't want to be the football program for UCLA looking for a new coach in 2024. Right. Because we saw what happened the last time they, they lost their, or they made a coaching change. Everybody left the program. That's something me and Josh Woods were talking about last week and the week before how much a coaching change can change. You don't want to be in the middle of a coaching change when you get into the big 10, right? Like that's the last thing you want going on. Yes. But I'll, I'll throw this in. I, I just feel like whenever you make a coaching change, no matter what the timing is mm-hmm. in, in the modern college football landscape with, um, with the transfer waiver and That's NIL true. and 
COVID eligibility some guys still have and super seniors, mm-hmm. your program's going to get gutted no matter what if you yeah. have a head coaching change. That's true. You can bring in a new head coach like USC did with Lincoln Riley and mm-hmm. immediately make up for that lost production, and you're still starting from scratch just with more talent. Uh, but it's going to happen inevitably. I, I don't think that should play a part in whatever future decisions come. I, I don't, I don't want to see Chip go six and six in 2023 and have yeah. to say, well, we're going to the Big Ten next year. We'd rather yeah. have him yeah. because I'm the new guy. Mm-hmm. Screw it. I'm taking the new guy <laughs> if, if, if the program <laughs> takes a few steps back. If he's winning and he wants to stay, great. But mm-hmm. I, I'm, that's not scaring me off of any potential coaching changes. The, the timing is going to be bad no matter what. Well, and I think that's a good point, though, that you mentioned, because now that you're in the big, you're going to be in the Big Ten. What maybe what opportunities or doors does that open for you in terms of what coaches may be available to you? Right. Yeah. Maybe who mm-hmm. wants to who wants to jump into that? Because when we were talking about, OK, if Chip leaves, who 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 is it going to be? Heck, I don't know. Like, who wants to go to the, the Pac-12 where, you know, like where USC, Oregon, Washington are kind of the cream of the crop there year in and year out, um, you know, or, and then I didn't even mention Utah, but Utah as well, but yeah, I mean, you get them in the pack, you get them in the big 10, maybe they look, maybe, especially when you got all this kind of money and stuff now, maybe you, you decide to be a little splashier with the move. Maybe the boosters will get a little bit more rallied up and excited about what the future can be. And they're willing to throw a little bit more money down. So I'd be kind of curious to see what kind of coaches that, what kind of, uh, coaching candidates they may be able to get in obviously that's looking a little too far ahead um you know chip kelly is here for the meantime a lot of people speak highly of chip kelly think he's a genius um but i think i think when i just think about this news today in general i just don't see how it's just those two teams usc and ucla that are the only ones making this move but at the moment so it's the big 10 um so what it and but I know it gets kind of complicated because not everyone sticks to their number. Are they still at 12 teams? Are they at 12 teams now with were, USC and UCLA? I think they were at uh I think that, that might take them up to 14. Or they would already be at 14 then. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking they were they were at 12 and the big 12 had gone to 10. That's what that's happened. why that's why I get yeah. confused with the two conferences all the time. Like I'm like, yeah. Huh? <laughs> but that's why I'm kind of curious. So maybe they don't need to add maybe. See, and that's the thing, too. What is the schedules? What are the schedules going to look like? Right. Because with this whole alliance talk, you were thinking about, oh, maybe we're going to get more um, more of a you're, you're going to get what you're not getting this year. Right. For that UCLA schedule where you have like Alabama State. I'm trying to think who, who's on the schedule. Alabama South State, Alabama, South Alabama and Bowling, Green, and, yeah. and Bowling Green. Like you wouldn't get that if there was the alliance. You definitely aren't getting that if you get um, Ohio State, Michigan on the schedule. And what does that mean for your non-conference? Maybe your non-conference, if Stanford and Cal don't come over, you keep those rivalries um, around through that as your non-conference play, right? And maybe, yeah, you, you know, USC you always did, does that with Notre Dame. Like, yeah, Notre Dame. It. Yeah, Notre Dame's always going to be in that mix for USC. So it keeps the door open there, right? Like, I like that. And what, Notre, doesn't Notre Dame play Michigan every year too and stuff? So uh, I I'm not sure if like it's that. every year, but a lot. Um, but there's a lot but, yeah, of history looking, there, too. So. Yeah, so, so the yeah. Big Ten already had 14. Uh, when we okay. were going over teams earlier, forgot about uh, Minnesota and Nebraska and Northwestern. There are those teams oh, that yeah. are in there, too. Um, but you, you bring up the Alliance, and we'll, we'll probably start winding down here soon, but I want to bring yeah. up the Alliance for a sec. Does, does this break up the Alliance? Because I, I feel like they were all on such good terms last year. 
was the commission. They had the, or, or the joint press the conference, right? It and was, they were yeah, great. it was all great, happy, family. Just go kumbaya. Everyone's feeling mm-hmm. good. But I wonder, does George Klyevkov feel like he just got his number one media market poached, got stolen away from mm-hmm. him by someone that was supposed to be an ally, uh, uh, so someone who worked alongside him, and now they're competing that, ag- uh, directly against each other yeah. for these top teams in the top market outside of New York, and it's probably the top college market out there because I know I know mm-hmm. Rutgers is close to New York, and, and mm-hmm. New York has a lot of people, but. Yeah. not really a college town or anything. Yeah, that's true. So he just George Glevkov just got LA swept out from under him. What is the Pac-12 if it doesn't have LA? So yeah, maybe exactly. he makes it work, but even if he does, he is not going to be happy with with uh, Kevin Warren over, over at the Big Ten. Does, is this the <laughs> did Warren just like pull out a Jenga block and break this whole thing yeah, down? Right. Yeah. They did they did they? Uh, I don't know. Self-inflicting, right? Um, it's, yeah, a friendly fire. Yeah, a friend. That's a better. We're a friendly fire because, and so that's why I was confu- like, I get confused sometimes. I'm like, wait, who was in the alliance? And it was so it was the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12, and so not the Big Twelve, right? Yeah. Well, obviously, it wasn't the Big Twelve. Um, now that I think about it, but yeah, and again, there's always this talk of two team conferences or, or like two major conferences or, or or one major conference, right? I think when Oklahoma and Texas went, that's all they were saying is. Let the SEC go off on their own. It's just too, it's too OP, as the kids say, too overpowered with um with Texas. Now, um, with Texas, Oklahoma on top of an Alabama and everybody else. But I don't know. If, if the big if the Big Ten's gonna kind of be interesting, you and you, Ohio State and Michigan are staying around and those teams can build up. I, I mean, I don't think this is starting to make out for a bad secondary conference, you know, going going forward. Again, I just still think. They make a play for Oregon. Like, I, I think Oregon makes a play for the Big Ten. At the there, you go. That's <laughs> that's one way to. Which, that's one which, way to, which might yeah. come together. Um, yeah. Because I, if you're the Big Ten going into this media deal and everything, how much mm-hmm. do you really value Eugene? Yeah. You know, you get Portland in there too, and you get a mm-hmm. lot of the Pacific Northwest. Especially, you get Seattle if you bring Washington in. There are notable markets out there, but they kind of pale in comparison to. I mean. Right. I saw, I think it was Nicole Auerbach from the Athletic. It was someone at the Athletic mm-hmm. who put this together that the Big Ten now has, I think, five of the top seven media markets in the country. They have LA, um, with obviously the two LA schools yeah. coming in. Maryland is in the DC market. Rutgers is in the New York market. Northwestern in the Chicago market. You have Detroit. You have um, uh, Indianapolis. You have, um, you have Pittsburgh and, and, and Philadelphia. Yeah. And there's definitely um, just a lot of media power in this new mm-hmm. look Big Ten. You, you were talking about the, the mega conferences, though, and I think just prediction, gut instinct here. I think maybe give it like six years. We're going to have three conferences. I think Notre Dame is going to join the ACC as some kind of partial member, something yeah. to keep their – their Keep NBC their, deal and everything. Their TV deal, yeah. Yeah. But knowing where it's heading, join the ACC as, a, as an unofficial member or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the Pac 12, I think, is going to split up. Some will join the Big 10, maybe some will join the Big 12. And then you have four conferences. Um, but maybe the, the SEC poaches some other teams, and the ACC and Big 10 poach other teams. And, and the Big 12 ceases to exist, even though they just added 
Cincinnati's and BYU's and UCF's mm-hmm. and all that. Um, there's, there are a lot of dominoes that have just been tipped over, but in like eight yep. different directions. Yeah. So th- this is going to impact a ton of different things. It's, it goes back to Jenga, like you said, right? You have this structure, right, of NCAA and just the conferences, and you pull one block, and that first block was Oklahoma-Texas last year, but now you're pulling another one with USC and UCLA, and you really are having that pile crumble and go in all different directions. Like, that's literally what college football is, is the, just a big Jenga mess right now, and I'm kind of here for it. I love it. Like, it's, 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 <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's good. It's good. It'll be, like, it'll be fun you, to cover that short. The discourse is fun. <laughs> it, it is. And again, like I mentioned before, I'm excited for Pac-12 media and I'm Pac-12 media day and whatever storylines are going to come out of that. And it's like, I keep going back to the Oklahoma text thing and like, what, what is this? What are the storylines going to look like? What is the, the scuttlebutt going to be of like, maybe they leave a year earlier. Maybe, you know, maybe they're going to force their way out or what, but, and I can just hear Chip Kelly now. We're not looking that far ahead. We're just worried about the here now. We're worried about today, right? We're, we just want to have a good Monday. Um, I know George Kliokov is not having a good Wednesday. Or what is today, Thursday? He's not having a good yeah, Thursday. Thursday. He, probably, <laughs> he probably didn't have a good Wednesday either because I'm sure he had to know some of this was coming. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Probably. Definitely sounded like Because I think, um, I forget who it was, um, who was saying that they the, the Big Ten leadership basically had an unofficial straw poll last night and and voted to bring in these teams. So at that point, I'm sure Klyovkov knew. And there's going to be an official vote today, probably an announcement tomorrow Mm -hmm. I'm hearing. So these, this week is a bad week for the (laughs) PAC 12. That's for sure. July, July 1st is the, the first day that in the, the crumbling of the PAC 12. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. There, there's, there's, there's going to be so much ground to cover. And again, that this is only what now maybe two hours removed from the news coming out. So there's going to be so much more conversation, so much more um, that will be taking place just leading up to Pac-12 Media Day. Sam, like I told you, I'll be seeing you out there. I already inquired about it before all this stuff happened, but now I'm, I'm poking the bear. Hey, I need to go. I want to go. Like this, this is going to be can't miss. I'm excited to see how it plays out. Um, I'm curious to know what George has to say, right? Like, because they got up there at the beginning and talked to the media members and answered questions. And that the Pac-12 Media Day last year, I know we're kind of wrapping up here, but Pac-12 Media Day last year was what? The day before or after? No, it was either the day after or the same day as Oklahoma Texas leaving, wasn't it? Because I remember that I was I think the it question. was the day after. or Maybe it was the day it became official. Yeah, uh, and because like that, that was, that was, a, that was yeah. a big topic of discussion. You're right. Mm-hmm. So so we'll see. Uh, now it's our turn to kind of ask those questions and see <laughs> where, all, where all this stuff goes. But anything else before we kind of wrap up here, Sam? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I don't know. Like you said, there's a lot to talk about and that mm-hmm. we will be talking about in, in the coming weeks. Um, but today, I feel like I, I pretty much got everything off my chest. <laughs> yeah, uh, every, everything there is to say uh, for now, you know, obviously, as more details come out. Um, so again, I highly encourage you guys to make sure you go check out both podcasts, just type in believe in UCLA and you'll find both the one with Sam Conan and, and, and mine, uh, we do, we talk more about football. Sam does more of the basketball, but well, you'll get a lot of crossover on both. You know, obviously I'm a co-hosting with Josh Woods and, um, you know, he keeps his eye on all UCLA sports. So basketball as well. We'll talk about basketball a little bit. 
Um, but we always make sure to reference and throw it over to Sam for, for a more deep dive discussion than, than what a couple of football guys are talking about on the football podcast. But um, again, I highly encourage you guys to make sure you guys are going ahead and downloading and, and uh, subscribing to both podcasts. You don't want to miss it. Um, again, we're, we have to be within a couple of weeks of the football season uh, or not the football season, but from the fall, summer fall camps kind of getting started up here for football and um sam i might be seeing you back out there soon yeah can't 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 wait we'll be back on campus in a whole new mm-hmm. light <laughs> yeah for you especially for you but yeah that should be um exciting um is there anything you guys are talking about over on the ucla uh, basketball podcast before we kind of wrap up that that you want the fans to know about uh the, the last episode we did a lot of talking about the nba draft um mm-hmm. Peyton Watson going to the to Nuggets in the first round where the undrafted guys were going and also how recruiting is shaking out new uh, assistant coaches focus on international uh, mm-hmm. stuff, big June in terms of offers and, and showcases. So uh, Travis Reed and I talked to, talked a lot about that, but looking forward, uh, we'll just be keeping an eye on the headlines and uh, seeing what everyone wants to hear <laughs> when it comes to UCLA yeah. basketball and UCLA sports as a whole. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. So if you're a UCLA football fan and you're checking it out from um, from our podcast feed, make sure, again, you guys are going over and you're downloading um, Sam's podcast as well and getting a lot of that uh, basketball talk as well. Um, Sam, one thing, if you guys haven't talked about it already, I want to know about Johnny Juzang and how he was supposed to be this high pick last year and and or the year before. And now he, he went undrafted. So I'll I'll let you guys talk about that on the on the podcast. <laughs> I'll be listening. I, I I need to know more about that. So if you guys are talking about that on the on the podcast anytime soon, or if you haven't already, um, I'm going and I'm looking for that because I need some explanation. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll let you know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, other than that, um, again, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, um, we're gonna have our Twitter handles down in the bio below. So make sure if you have any comments or questions, make sure you um, feel free to reach out. And again. Um, don't forget to download and subscribe. Anything before um, any any final words, Sam? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Subscribe, download both pods. Um, mm-hmm. If you're like like James is saying, if you're coming over from that side, we're yep. we're happy to welcome you over to the other side of the, the mm-hmm. Believe in UCLA family. And uh, from from our side, go listen to, to uh, James as, as as well. It's definitely a good group over there. Good duo. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll put uh, we'll have both links to the podcast in in the description. So that way you guys can just look through this, the, the description. You guys can find it right away and, and head on over there and make sure you download and subscribe and subscribe. Other than that, thank you guys so much. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.